0: What a great way it's been to uh, start off our year with a focus on prayer, our communication with God and how uh, different aspects of that uh, can, be, can be brought out to communicate with God uh, on a daily basis. And uh, we talked about prayer being so much more than just bowing our heads and closing our eyes or uh, so much more than just any certain words we must say or, or things we must do. But there are different aspects of our 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 prayer life, there are different ways that we can communicate with God. And we talked the first week about, through our very praise and worship, we can let our hearts cry out to God, uh, adoring Him and praising Him for who He is and and what He does for us, and uh, letting Him know uh, of, of our hearts' surrender to Him. We've talked about repentance and petition. The need for us as God's children to admit that we don't have it all together. Life is not always perfect. We we, we sin and we fall, but God is right there to pick us up. And and He asks us to have repentant hearts, hearts that are willing to not only say, God, we need Your forgiveness, and we need Your mercy and grace, but also hearts and lives that say, God, we're not going to follow that life of sin anymore. We're going to turn from that sin, and we're going to follow You. We're going to trust You with the direction of our life. And God wants us to petition Him in that we, we lay the cares of our heart before our great God. Now, why would we do that? Because one of the things we've talked about here in this church is that God knows what we have need of even before we ask. Well, Why does God ask us to, to lay those before us? Because God loves you. And He wants, one, to, to, to communicate with you. He wants to have that relationship with you. And I thank God that Christianity is not just about a set of rules that we have to follow Uh, to be following a certain religion, but it's about a relationship with God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the savior of all the world, wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to hear from us, and he wants to be heard by us. But also, God wants us to lay these cares down at his feet, at the feet of Jesus, because he's able to care for these needs when we're not. It helps us to not try to handle things on our own, but to let God handle it. To let God do what only God can do, to allow Him to work the miracles as He hears our hearts cry. And God just works miracle after miracle after miracle as we trust Him with Him, as we lay our cares at His feet and we leave them there and we trust in Him. Murray brought a great message last week continuing about prayer and talked about uh, intercession and how we ought to pray for one another, uh, and he talked about even in times of sickness and how, you know, there, there are different reasons sometimes for uh, for sickness, but we can trust God each and, in each and every situation, and we ought to uh, to pray for one another, to, uh, to trust God when we don't even know what's going on, and there are often times like that, isn't it? There's often times that we don't understand or we question things and we don't really know what's going on here. And God asks us to pray for one another, to lift one another up in times of challenge and prayer and trust Him for the miracles, trust Him for the healing, trust Him for the restoration and for the grace. And this week we're talking about solitude and silence. Now, I know that uh, there are a lot of you who probably wish that me talking about silence would just be me just, you know, silent. And there's the end of the sermon. Uh, And I I could say that it's important to be silent in prayer and leave it at that. But I'm a pastor, so I can't leave it at that. I've got to talk for a little bit about this. But it's important that um, we understand the importance of solitude and silence in our communication with God. And now, solitude, if... if, uh, if we talk about solitude kind of out in, in the world, uh, the general view of solitude is loneliness. Some of you may think, well, if you are in solitude, then you're all alone somewhere. But loneliness is very different from solitude. Some of you may think of solitary confinement. Uh, if you watch your, your movies and someone's been locked in the, uh, in the hole or in solitary confinement where they're all alone without any sort of... Uh, of companionship or or relationship or communication. Now, solitude can be very different from, from that in that loneliness, loneliness, people can be alone while they're surrounded by people. Doesn't that sound odd? But oftentimes, people are very lonely even when they're surrounded by people. And you could be in church with 100 people on Sunday morning and feel all alone. Because loneliness is feeling like uh, no, one, no one is there for you, or no one understands you, or no one cares for you. Loneliness is different because you can be all around people, but solitude is about being by yourself. Getting out and spending some time where there's no other distractions. It's just you and God. Now, this is something that we struggle to do because we like to have people around. We, we often... Uh, like to, to be surrounded by people. And it's important that we, we go in whatever way that is for us and just spend time with God. Each summer for, uh, for 10 years, I worked at a little Christian uh, camp in our community called Laurel Lake Baptist Camp. And one of my favorite places still in all the world is a place there at that camp uh, right on the lake that's called The Point. Now, The Point is simply a massive rock that hangs out over the lake, and the rock hangs out about 30 feet uh, above the water. And you can, if you you get a good run, you could run down this hiking trail and off of the rock, down uh, the 30 foot drop, uh, and go down into the lake for uh, for a swim, which is something that we did very often uh, on those those hot summer days, or as often as we could. But I used to love just to walk uh, the trail up to the the point. And uh, just to sit there and spend time with God. Now, I know I'm very different in a lot of ways, but one thing for me is nature. There's something about nature that just draws me to God. And I, I love sitting there at the point at sunset when at sunset the, the sun would just would glimmer across the lake as it just sat on the, uh, the mountaintop there. And there's something simply magical. As you you see that sun shine across the lake, it's as if you are just standing face to face with the beauty of God. When we escape everything, what I've found is if you can find time, if you find that space to run to the point or run wherever it is and just spend time on your own, it's an amazing thing about solitude because you're never alone. God is always right there. And you have time to hear Him and time to be heard by Him. To me, there's something peaceful about water. I don't know how many of you think that, but I think there's something very peaceful and calming about, about water. And I love, uh, I love serving here because we're surrounded by water. We've got, you know, we've got the lakes, we've got uh, the ocean, we've got water everywhere. And it's it's amazing, to me, I can just go out and just hang out at the water there and, and just spend time with God. Many of you know we got, um, our family got some kayaks for Christmas, and we've been out here just on um, Lake Tugra, and some of it's just, you know, the kids splashing around and having fun and going around in circles in their, uh, their kayak because they don't know uh, how to uh, how to direct that, and there's a bit of fun with that, but there's something amazing about going on out past where the, the kids are splashing and playing, past where a couple of fishermen are or whatever and just kind of go on out and then just stop. And once the the oar, uh, you, you stop that, there's just this gentle bubbling of the water and it's so peaceful and it's so amazing. And, and for just a moment, it feels like everything's okay because for me... I can stop in that kayak and I can just rest for a And I just feel God's presence. And I, I'm just drawn to, to pray and to start communicating with Him. And sometimes I have to stop myself because what, what happens sometimes when we stop is a thousand things start racing through our head and we start thinking of lists of things we should have done or lists of things we need to do and all that. But God asks us sometimes just to stop just to stop and just to spend time with Him. Spend time away from all the distractions and just focus on Him. I've been many times now just (coughs) down to soldiers or just sitting uh, off on the beach here from Budgie Woy or anywhere around the coast and I've found you can just sit and watch the waves go in and out. And it's just breathtaking. And just spend time with God. Some of you, when you, you pray, you find the need to, to go into uh, a closet. Now, we watched a movie, uh, War Room, late last year. And this dear little lady had her, her closet. That she always went in to pray and she said, Oh, that's my war room. That's where we make strategies in prayer and spend time telling God what we really want and claiming the victories while we leave things in His hands. And she went every day into that closet that she called her war room and she she prayed for her family. She prayed for her marriage. She prayed for relationships around her and she trusted God with it and leave it there. We so often need to go into our, our war room or our closet or, or, or go out just to spend some time with God to... Uh, to have some time without all the distractions of family and work and commitments around and just to let God speak to us. The great uh, poet, this is Charles E. Cowan, in, in the book Springs in the Valley wrote this and I love this little quote. She wrote, when the, storms, when the storms of life are round me beating, when rough the path that I've trod, within my closet doors retreating, I love to be alone with God. I love it because we so often have the opposite thing. We think when, when life's tough, we've got to hit the ground running. We've got to just get out there and, and get busy and get working. And she said, when, when, rough, uh, when, sorry, when, when all of life around me is beating, when the rough, uh, the path is that I've trod, then within the closet doors I'm retreating. I love to be away alone with God. See, when we escape everything, as I said, God is there. And we're able to hear Him. We're able to really go, yeah, this is what's important to me, God, and lay our concerns at His feet. We often try to deny that we are broken, and we mentioned this a few weeks ago. But God actually says, bring me your brokenness, and I will bless you. Bring me your hurt. Trust me with it all. And I can bring sorrow. I can bring joy from your sorrow. I can bring light from the darkness. A beautiful passage in uh, Psalm chapter 51, verse 17, says this. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, O God, will not despise. Isn't that beautiful? My sacrifice is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, God, you will not despise. God asks us to come and humble ourselves before him. And he can work his miracles. Now, there's an old phrase that says you, you, can't, uh, you can't serve others if your, your jug is empty or if your pitcher is empty. You, know, you can't pour to others what you don't have. You need some time to, to energize and to, uh, to spend time with God. And we need to go into our, our war room or our prayer closet, or up to the point, wherever that is for us, just to get away from it all and to spend time alone with God. Have you ever tried to uh to talk to someone who's uh, who's on social media on their phone huh have you ever had that challenge uh if you ever you try to carry on a conversation with someone who's in the middle of Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is on their phone, and you often get kind of half answers, or maybe an answer that doesn't really match what you are uh, you're asking or talking about. You get people's half half attention and sometimes they're half interest because they're focused on, uh, you know, the, the latest video or the latest photo or whatever that's been put up. Well, unfortunately, that's often like our prayer life with God. We Sometimes give Him half our attention and half our focus because our mind is a thousand other places. And we have maybe you have kids screaming in the background or you have work commitments and, and the bills are piling up and you, you have all the kind of pressures of life. And we, we pray and we, we tell God what we need and we, we talk to Him about little things and we ask Him to bless our life and to challenge us, but we never take time just to, just to stop and listen to Him. We never take time just to stop... And really share our heart with Him. Because we we can only give Him a tiny part of our attention. Part of our communicating with God is solitude. It needs to be solitude. It's important because it's saying to God, You are important. I need You. And I want to give You my fullest attention. You are our holy God. And it needs to be something we don't just sing about in our times of worship and praise but something that we show with the devotion of our heart and our lives. We need to give Him our fullest attention. To say to God, I want to hear you completely. And I want to to completely follow you. The the Gospels list at least 20 times, when Jesus Himself went away just to spend time with God. And the great hymn writer, I love this old hymn, Many of you know every word of this it talks about the precious I was gonna say the preciousness, I'm not even sure if that's a word, but how precious it is to spend time alone with God by saying this. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses, and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God, discloses. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Isn't that beautiful? It's even more beautiful because I didn't sing it for you. So I'll spare you that part. It's beautiful words. It's the preciousness. How precious it is to, to spend time alone with God. To realize we are His. We are God's children. And He loves you. And He's there for you. And, and all of a sudden when we realize who we are, when we stop for a moment and we realize that we are a child of a living God, all of a sudden the problems aren't so big anymore. All of a sudden the challenges aren't so big anymore because we know who He is. We know the God that we serve and we know the strength that He has and we know the authority that He has and, and it, we can rest knowing that we are in His loving arms. I want to encourage you Take a walk. Just you and God. Hide away somewhere in solitude. Take time away from all the distractions and focus on God. And make this part of your communication with God to say, you know what, I'm going to take some time just to be with you. I'm going to make a... I don't know why I do this. I often get myself in trouble when I'm making generalizations. But I'm going to make a generalization for you uh, about, about marriage. And so often, men in, in marriages like to fix things. And, and uh, my wife sometimes will be upset about something and she'll be talking about something and the whole time I'm just thinking, all right, well, we can do this and this. Okay, well, I can, I can do this then. And I, can, I can straighten this out. And She's like, I don't want you to fix anything. I just want you to listen. And the other, the other day, my, my wife was upset about something. She was, she was genuinely feeling, feeling discouraged and feeling, uh, feeling down. And, and I was just thinking, okay, okay, I don't know what to do, okay? You know, she, she's, she's crying in here and she's upset. And, and we've got five kids over here. So I'm like, I'll watch the kids and I'll give her some space. Mommy needs some space. And she's like, I don't need some space. I don't need you to fix anything. I need you to hold me. I need you just to be here with me. And you know, so often, what we need in our relationship with God, what we need in our communication with God, isn't to say a thing. It isn't to try to tell God how we should fix things. It's not to tell God how we think He should handle things. It's just about being there with Him. Because when you are in the presence of God, when you take time to realize who you are, wow, it changes everything. And you go, there's so much healing, there's so much hope when we just stop and we spend time on our own with God. Let me read for you a beautiful passage from 1 Kings, 1 Kings uh, chapter 19, verses 11 to 13. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 to 13, says this, The Lord said, this is to his prophet Elijah, The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, For the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After that, the fire came... uh, Sorry, after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face he went out and stood at the mountain of the cave, and a voice came to Elijah uh, to him and said, "What are you doing here, Elijah?" And from there, God spoke to him and challenged him on what he's to do next and how he is to handle the challenges around him. I love this passage because God doesn't always speak how we think He might. We talk about the power and the authority. That God has. And we expect Him to always speak in in big and bold ways. To shake the earth with with earthquake. To rage like a wildest fire. And sometimes, sometimes He speaks in each of these ways. Sometimes He speaks in a still, small voice. That says, just be still. And know that I'm God. Psalm 46 verse 10. One of the smallest verses in the Bible. And I think one of the greatest. Be still and know that I'm God. He's talking about not only solitude, but silence. Because when he says be still, he's not only saying stop, but he's saying stop talking. Stop everything. Stop moving. Just know that I'm God. Be still. Be quiet. Just stop and listen. Now why is this verse important to us? It's important because it forces us out of the the race of life just to realize that God is in control. It's important because God says, I am here. Stop and know that I am God. And when He says, I am here, Says the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God who, through Israel's history, has seen blessing after blessing after blessing, has seen victory after victory after victory for the people who've trusted in Him. He said, "I, that God, that same God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the same God who made a covenant with Abraham and a covenant with Moses and a covenant with David," it says. I will make you the father of many nations and I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. I will be your God as you are my people. This God of covenant love. The God who by his power and authority led the people against the mighty hand of the Pharaoh and led his people of Israel out of captivity in Egypt. This God I am is with you. This God, through whom nothing is impossible, is with you. He says, be still and know that I am God. Now, the struggle in this verse is the part when it says, be still. I am God, you think? That's, that's an easier part. we we'll go, he's God, we're not. Let him handle. But so often it's a struggle for us to be still or to be quiet. Why? Because we're, we're never quiet, and we're hardly ever around quiet. If you walk in any, uh, any shopping center, uh, or oftentimes if you walk in shopping center, you, you hear uh, music playing or, or advertisements playing, or you see TVs uh, playing in the background. Even when we're in our cars, so often people have uh, music playing or, or something playing, my kids hardly go anywhere without something uh, plugged into their ears and they're, they're listening to um, music or they're, they're watching videos. Even when we're on long plane rides, people have their own private TV screen in front of them and there's movies and there's games and there's things to interact with. Usually from, from church, from the moment we get here, there's usually, there's music, there's often music playing at the beginning, there's music playing at the end, and all the time you're here, uh, there's someone talking or there's something to, to interact with to listen to we go 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 from sunrise until late at night and often when we do stop we fall asleep because we're not used to not doing anything i don't know how many like i i struggle sometimes uh with holidays now i welcome holidays i love holidays but sometimes i'm exhausted when i'm not doing anything Now, that doesn't make any sense does it You can have the easiest days. You lay around at the beach or you do whatever and think, I am worn out. How can I go, go, go all the time? And then when I stop, I just fall asleep. And my wife's like, I can't have a conversation with you because as soon as you finally stop, you're out. (laughs) Well, part of that is because we don't stop enough. And we're not stopping. Even in every day, you take time just to say, God, I, I need to take this break. I need to be intentional about saying, God, I will take this break with you. I will just stop and listen to you. You know, I, I love music. And I find part of the beauty in music, part of what brings music to life, isn't always the flow of the music, but sometimes it's in the rest or it's in the break. It's what sometimes can bring the emphasis or the, uh, the focus to the music. For instance, sometimes a drummer may just change a beat or leave off one beat and jump back in, and it kind of brings life to it. I'll give you an example. Here's my, my limited musical ability, okay? I can at least go one, two, three, four. So, you know, uh, so if you go... Does that make sense? There you go. There you go. So I I get applause for that so, Um Sometimes just uh, going one, two and three into one, instead of keeping the same, brings like, oh, hold on, something's happening here. There's, there's a bit more uh, life and clarity to the meaning of the song. And the same can be said of our communication with God. Sometimes when we just stop for a second, sometimes when we just stop and listen, it brings our focus back where it needs to be. It brings it and say, hey, something is important here. Something needs that time uh, just to, to listen. God wants to talk to us, to be heard through His Word, through His still, small voice, through a movement of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, in our lives. The powerful God often doesn't speak through that thunder and through the the fire and the earthquake. But when we stop and trust Him. In the chaos, we try to solve the problems. We try to get more and more active. But in the silence, in the silence, we realize that it needs to be in His hands. And that God... The creator of all the universe. This God of all power and all authority is in control. And he speaks to us and he blesses us as we take time just to stop and spend time alone, away from the distractions, away from all the commitments, away from all the regular routine. We stop alone with God and listen. Let's just pray. Dear Heavenly God, I thank you and I praise you for who you are. And that you, God, have us in your hands. And that nothing can ever pluck us from your hands. Thank you, Lord, for the the never-ending love that you give to us. Thank you, Lord, for the way you desire relationship with us. For the way you will walk with us and talk with us along and narrow way. And God... We pray that we just make an effort as your church to not just always communicate with you by saying stuff and by, by, by singing stuff or whatever, but sometimes we just stop away from all the distractions and we say, God, here is my heart. Take it. Here are the cares of my heart. Take them. Here are the struggles in my life. Take them. Because God, I know you our great God, my Savior, are in control. And God, help us to stop, to give you our all, and to listen to your guidance, to follow in your ways, to not try to handle the cares of life on our own, but to trust in you, our great and faithful God. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand, if you will, and join us as we sing our last song, another song which, uh, which most of you are familiar with, uh, an older hymn of Surrender to God, talking about, God, I want to give you not just part of me, I want to give you not just um, part of my communication, but I surrender all. Join us as we sing.